Hi folks, it's Andrew here. This isn't a fully developed talk, it's more just some, uh, some random thoughts perhaps, and uh, I hope it'll be helpful though. So think of this more like a fireside chat, or as it's summer, a poolside chat. So pull yourself up a, a chair, grab a PIMS, and we'll see where we get to. I don't know whether you've seen the movies Now You See Me, they're quite a hit in our household. And it's typical of all magicians, they use misdirection to distract us from the trick that they're doing, so that it's just sleight of hand and they make you look one way when really the, the trick uh, is happening somewhere else. And the other day I felt God saying that Satan is using misdirection against us. And um, so we're focusing on one thing and in effect we're missing what God is wanting to do. In 2 Peter 3 verse 11 it says, Since everything around us is going to be destroyed, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we're looking forward to the new heavens and a new earth as he's promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. So that was 2 Peter 3, 11 through to 13, 14. And both in verse 12 and then again in verse 13, he talks about looking forward. And I think that's one of the key things to not being misdirected and not uh, taking our eyes off the prize because we're looking forward to what God's going to do way ahead in the future. We assume it's way ahead when Jesus will come back again and there will be new heavens and a new earth and we'll be with Jesus for eternity. But also we're looking ahead to what Jesus is going to be doing today tomorrow, this week, the next few weeks. And so in verse 14 he says make every effort and uh, that's what we want to encourage each other to do, to make every effort to uh, keep looking forward, to keep our eyes on what Jesus is doing. And Jesus himself is a brilliant example of doing this. In Hebrews 12 it says let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us, run, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So that's, that's the bit for us. That's what we do. We look forward. And then it talks about Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such, such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So it was the joy that was set before him that enabled Jesus to endure hell in our place and uh, taking the judgment for every single person who has ever lived. It was the joy of knowing that you and I would be brought into relationship with him. There were so many other things that Jesus could have done, worthy things, but he kept focused, he kept on the one thing that he had to do. So what might Satan use to misdirect us and pull us away from full devotion to Jesus or 
actually doing the things that he's calling us to do. Well, the first thing I've put down is just being busy. And you may have heard uh, busy spelt out as being under Satan's yoke. It's taking on something that we're not called to do. Jesus has called us to take his yoke upon us and to learn from him, to follow him, to be obedient to him. And um, But there are so many things that we can take on that are actually, they may be good in themselves, but they're not from God. And there is this divine tension here. On one side, we shouldn't be busy. But on the other side, uh, we're told in the Bible that the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and forceful people take hold of it. And so we want to be those forceful people. We want to expand energy into seeing God's purposes come, in seeing God's kingdom, that is his rule and reign, come here on earth, seeing more people coming into God's family. The other side of it, though, is not being busy. And certainly we don't want to be busy just for the sake of being busy and the pace of life is picked up more and more and uh, so we're looking for kingdom fruit whichever end of the spectrum we're working in we're looking for kingdom fruit one thing you could ask yourself is if I'm incredibly busy why am I and it may be a workload that someone else has put on you or something like that but you could ask yourself what does it reveal about what's going on inside of me why am I this busy? Why am I looking for more things to do? Why am I filling all my time with whatever it may be? I was talking to a church leader just recently and uh, he was frantically busy in his church and he realised that it was all about unmet needs internally. It was all about wanting to uh, perform well, uh, gaining people's uh, affirmation, their affection, their approval. And um, some of that was taking away from what God was saying to him. So the first thing, the first area of misdirection is being busy. The second area of misdirection is forgetting why I'm here. At the leaders training a few weeks back, we said that the one reason we are here on earth is to change the eternal destiny of people who don't know Jesus. Everything else we do, we could do in heaven. There is just that one thing that keeps us here on earth. We can have wonderful worship here on earth, but I think it's going to be even greater in heaven. Same with the friendships that we have and the wonderful food that we enjoy and all the many blessings that God gives to us. They are wonderful. They should be received with thanksgiving. But don't let misdirection pull us away and make us busy with life, with a career, with pleasure, with worthy things that are not actually what God is calling us to do. Closely linked with forgetting why I'm here is forgetting what God is calling me to do. There are specific things that God has called us to do. There are areas of ministries that God may have called us to be involved in. And so we need to make sure that our choices allow us to pursue those things that God has given us. And this is a great way of taking the pressure off ourselves because God has given us just enough to be able to do every day. He doesn't give us more to do than we have time for. And uh, you know, God is very kind to us. He helps us. And uh, if you're feeling pressured, then come back to Jesus and see how he can take the pressure off you. 
A third reason, third way we can be misdirected is through our own emotions. It's easy to feel overwhelmed, especially when we're too busy and we lose focus on why we're here. Uh, we may feel intimidated, we may feel weary, we may feel fearful. All these things can be going on and uh, they can help to distract us and misdirect us. A fourth thing are problems. And so when we look at our problems, we keep, we want to keep an eternal perspective. The Bible tells us that what we see is temporary. What we don't see, what's happening in the spirit realm, is eternal. Uh, but it's so easy to be overwhelmed by problems and by things not going in the way that we hoped that they would do. And so what we can do is we can listen daily to the Holy Spirit and he will speak to us a fresh word of life. Just recently I've mentioned several times the series of Bible meditations that we can do. And you may not be able to do them every day, but at least you can do them occasionally. But find a way of just tuning into the Holy Spirit every day so that he will speak a word of life to you. It's a word that you can come back to throughout the day. This morning in my uh, quiet time, God told me to learn uh, or to remember to shift the weight that I'm carrying and uh, just to keep really close to him. And uh, as I've done that today, it's been really helpful and uh, the burden, the weight has shifted. A fourth area of misdirection that Satan uses is just noise. There is constant noise around us. I think society is much noisier than it used to be. There are so few times when we just sit quietly without the radio on or music or television or podcasts or, you know, everything is so much more accessible than it used to be. It's been shown that constant noise is bad for our physical as well as our emotional and mental health. Uh, a group of, I think it was cancer patients, were taken to a forest and part of their treatment was just being in the middle of the forest where there was no sound apart from the forest itself. And the uh, symptoms that these people were experiencing reduced simply because of being in quiet and in space. There is great power in turning everything off and getting alone with God. And uh, a number of the different spiritual exercises can help us to do that. When we do that, we may find that our emotions, our, our inner voices, our undercurrents can be heard. And some people are afraid of that, but I, it's there anyway. So why not be aware of it and be able to deal with it and allow Jesus to get rid of these uh, things that we're carrying that are not helping us. They're not helping us to enjoy life. They're not helping us to fulfill while we're here. And uh, they may be, even be uh, putting a, a blockage between us and other people. Someone said to me recently that they were surprised just how much anxiety was under the surface. But now they're aware of it, they can deal with it. So those are just some of the things that Satan uses to misdirect us. Being busy, forgetting why I'm here or forgetting what God's calling me to do. Emotions, problems, noise. So I just want to encourage you to take stock of where you are and what is distracting you from Jesus, if anything, that may not be a problem for you though.
Here's the most valuable thing in life. So why settle for anything else? He is the source of life. He is the way, the truth and the life. He promises to give us uh, abundant life, life in its fullest. So let's draw close to him. Let's get focused on him again and do everything that we can. As those passages at the beginning were saying, let's look forward. Let's keep our eyes on him. Let's uh, run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. To help us, we've just put two dates in the diary in November, which will be an opportunity for us to spend some time, we're calling them retreats, a chance to get away from all the noise and clutter and busyness and everything else, a chance to withdraw from the craziness of life so that we can really focus on being alone with Jesus and uh, enjoying his company. So on the 9th and the 23rd of November, we're suggesting those dates. Um, and one day will be for men, the other day will be for women. And uh, we'll let you know more about that near the time. But you don't have to wait till then to be able to enjoy uh, having some company with Jesus. Anyway, that's it for from me for now. I look forward to seeing you at the weekend. God bless you. Enjoy your PEMS and uh, we'll see you soon.